Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello, and welcome to The Beacon Podcast. I'm Margaret Gardner, your host for today's discussion on managing your nonprofit for resilience. Our guest today is Ted Billich, founder and CEO of Risk Alternatives. Risk Alternatives works with nonprofits to build resilience and sustainability using risk management and process improvement tools. Let me tell you a little bit about Ted. Before founding Risk Alternatives, he was a distinguished visiting professor from practice at Georgetown University Law Center. Prior to that, he spent more than 20 years in the Washington, D.C. office of the international law firm Jones Day. Ted speaks regularly before large and small groups throughout the United States on risk management, board governance, civic engagement, ethics, and other issues. His book, Manage Your Nonprofit for Resilience, was published in December. Ted, thanks so much for being here with us today. Oh, it is fantastic to have a chance to speak with you. We appreciate you taking the time. Now, your book addresses the crucial issue of how nonprofits can build and sustain resilience in times of what you call profound uncertainty. Is that where we're at now? What what makes this such an uncertain time for nonprofits? Absolutely, Meg. I think the, the fact is the nonprofit business model is a challenging one, even in the best of times. That doesn't even account for things like COVID. The fact that in May, we're going to have the the marking the third anniversary of George Floyd's murder. We have divisive and enormous vitriol on both sides of the political spectrum. Even if these were normal times, organizations would need to be planning resilience. Now it is especially. And, and this this sort of flows from that question, but should nonprofits be worried about the possibility of a recession on the horizon? Yeah, I think that's that's a real possibility. And it's it's interesting. You know, I think economists can predict five of the next three recessions. So the fact that people are saying there might be a recession doesn't necessarily mean to me that there will be. But when you look at the way that the economy has been behaving lately, some of the technical indicators and some of the broader indicators suggest to me that there's going to be a recessionary environment for the nonprofit sector, even if there isn't a recession throughout the economy. And what I mean by that, Meg, is a lot of nonprofits look back at the last couple of years, and while there was enormous personal and professional cost involved with COVID, most nonprofits survived, and they survived largely on the backs of federal money. Those federal monies are are drying up, and I don't think there's a likelihood of renewed money flowing into the nonprofit sector, given the sort of conflict and, and gridlock we're going to have in Washington. So I think nonprofits are going to face particular chances for decreased uh, revenues and uh, cost pressures over the coming year. And that strikes me as analogous to recessionary times, if not technically a recession. And do you have any uh, data or, or information about how a recessionary environment trickles down to personal giving, individual giving? 
Well, I I think that it depends on the nature of the nonprofit, but quite clearly, if a nonprofit is a performing arts organization or something like that, there's the there's a direct correlation between discretionary income availability and people participating in those sorts of what they view as discretionary cultural expenditures. But it but it goes beyond that. It is often the case that many nonprofits face increased demand during recessions because their target clientele are those who are on the marginal edges of many economic conditions, and all they need is one negative thing to happen for them to need the services of a variety of nonprofits. And so you know, one thing I always advise nonprofits to think about if they're worried about the possibility of a recession is to go back and look how their organization faced and went through prior recessions. I wouldn't go to the COVID recession because that's sort of a, a unique case, but you could go back to the Great Recession and see how your nonprofit responded to the the recessionary pressures then in order to give you some idea of what would happen if you go through a, a, a recession this coming year. Yeah, well, this all segues into what your book is about, obviously. So can you outline what nonprofits should be doing to stay agile and resilience, uh, resilient during times like this? Oh, Meg, it's really, I think, a three-part formula. And the book focuses on the first part of the formula, which I think is the absolute critical must-do for nonprofits right now. And that is developing a form of early warning within your nonprofit so that you can see threats, uh, negative risks, before they become crises, and so that you can see opportunities, positive risks, whether those risks are ways that you can change your your way of working in order to capture more value for your uh, customers, or whether it's wholly new initiatives, dealing with with those positive uncertainties before they pass you by. So the the book recommends that that an organization go through uh, an inventory of what threats and opportunities they face throughout their organization and boil the the results of that inventory down into the core risks that are facing the organization. Uh, If an organization does that, if a nonprofit does that, Meg, they're going to be in pretty good shape whether they face a recession or whether they face blue sky during 2023. But I wouldn't stop there. There are two other things you could do. Even if you do a really good inventory and you start developing a a method of identifying threats and opportunities as a regular part of your business operations, your nonprofit isn't going to see everything. So the second thing I would suggest is put together a brief business continuity plan so that if you have a frozen pipe or an active shooter, whatever that emergency is that you didn't predict, you have a way to keep operations moving forward and a a plan in place to give your employees comfort in the event of a crisis. And then the final thing would be developing a way to think about the future through scenario planning. You know, we, if, uh, if people listening to this podcast are interested in that, if they Googled the term lean scenario planning, they'd be able to find some resources on our website and elsewhere that would talk about how you can set up yourself to think about issues in the future so that you can take steps 
today? Long-winded answer, Meg, but it really comes down to those three things. Now, are those three things things that nonprofits of all sizes should be looking at and thinking about, large or small? That's a great question. And the way I always say it is that it is not a one-size-fits-all prescription, but it is a one-shape-fits-all prescription. In other words, a really small nonprofit might go through a risk inventory just involving, you know, a couple of stakeholders and and a couple of staff members. Uh, and, And so it might be quite small. They would still need a business continuity plan. They'd still need to have a way of thinking about the future constructively. A bigger nonprofit might involve more staff, They might actually decide to dedicate someone to lead that effort within the organization of creating and maintaining that early warning system. They they may need a little bit more sophisticated of a business continuity plan, and they may involve their board and staff in scenario planning. Um, A truly large organization may invest substantial resources in those three activities. So, Yes, every nonprofit should do it. They, if they want to take the step to start, a good way, a way to start would be to look at that book because my book about managing nonprofit for resilience gives step-by-step how organizations can put together that early warning system. But whether you're a small organization or a large organization, taking some time to plan for resilience is critically important. Ted, where is your book available? The book is available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Noble. It can be information about it can be found on our website, which is riskalts.com, R-I-S-K-A-L-T-S.com. And you'll also find information on LinkedIn about it. If people wanted to find me on LinkedIn, they could simply Google Ted Billich and it'll probably be one of the first things that shows up on their Google machine. Okay, great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we close today? Well, Meg, I know how hard your listeners are working right now. The big message that I would give them is that setting aside a little bit of time to think about resilience and giving your staff the opportunity to get what worries them off their chests and also what they're excited about off their chests is a great way to engage people as a group in making you more agile. So I would say take the first step because you won't re- you won't regret a little bit of effort toward resilience. Thank you so much, Ted. I really enjoyed the conversation and I know that our listeners will, will get a lot out of it. You've given people a lot to think about. Thank you again for being with us here today. And to our listeners, as Ted said, you can connect with him on LinkedIn and learn about risk alternatives and everything that we've talked about today at riskalts.com, R-I-S-K-A-L-T-S.com. Once again, I'm Margaret Gardner. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on The Beacon Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guest at lighthousecouncil.com.